Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. All right. It looks like we're live, and I've got my guy here, William Woody. William, welcome to Empowered AF. It's nice to have thank, you. Thank you. Good to talk to you, man. Yeah. So if you guys are following along, you're like, what is this client journey? Um, what we decided to do is we, we wanted to talk to some clients of ours that are either in our current program or have been in Thrive and um, really just give them an opportunity to share, not just for like what we do, but in terms of them and like what they've experienced in life. Because- as men, we've all experienced shit. <laughs> like we've all been through stuff. And it's important to see that, hey, there's other guys that are just like me, white, black, brown, yellow, truck driver, CEO, my forklift driver. Like, like we're, we're all here because we've been through and we've experienced pain. We've experienced things in our life that have put us in this, this trench, if you will. And so that's why we're doing these calls. If you're wondering like, why, why are Mark, why are you doing these client journey calls? Like, what's this about? That's what it's about. So William, William has raised his hand and said, Hey, I, I want to talk about communication. I want to talk about some things that I've learned. So William's going to be on the hot seat. I'm going to ask him some somewhat tough questions, but uh, at the end of the day, he's, he's a pretty solid dude. So I think he's going to give us some really good, uh, really good insights. And as it was, he's got some background and, and he's, he'll surprise you, I think, with uh, some of his knowledge and wisdom that he's got already. So let's, let's start with this, man. It's like, <clears throat> what is communication like to you? Like, what is communication to you about? Like, like if you could just define communication, how do you define it? Well, now communication means I listen more. I listen to what people are actually saying instead of just kind of tuning them out. Uh, I listen empathetically now. I let people finish speaking before I formulate a, a you know a thought or a question or you know chime in. And I used I used to not be good at that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I know for me it had a lot to do with the way I was raised. Right? Like I wasn't a good communicator. My dad really didn't even talk about emotions and things like that. So like, what was it like for you as you kind of, you know, were raised and growing up? It was the same. I was raised by, you know, my grandparents, they were older. They were from a different generation. They really didn't communicate well. They just did what they did. You know, he was, my grandfather was an older man, you know, and he was done with all this hassle of relationships and dealing with coworkers and stuff like that. He just was retired and, you know. <laughs> yeah. So for him, it was like, I am what I am. It is what it is. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Did you grow up? Uh, where'd you grow up at? South? I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky here. It's in the Midwest, they say. That really? I'm not, I would not consider. But then again, you're right on the border. So you're yeah. kind of Indiana, which is, which is basically, yeah. I've spent some time. Louisville is a pretty, pretty city. I love, love the rivers and the, yeah, it's gorgeous down there. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this is like, uh, how many times, if you if you don't mind sharing, how many times have you been married? I, were, I was married twice. Okay. So going going from a guy who really wasn't given much communication skills growing up, like what was that like in marriage? Well, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what I was doing wrong in both marriages. The, the first one wasn't very bad. And then it was over just like a snap of a finger. And then the second one, 
there were communication issues, but I didn't know it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like what kind of communication issues were showing up that, that you've now, as you've kind of looked at it? Well, apparently it was this empathetic listening that I didn't know I wasn't doing correctly. And, you know, uh, communicating empathetically, you know, communicating emotions as well as I should have as the leader of the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, tell me more about that. Was it like, like, give me, give me an example of like, maybe she would share something and like, how would you respond? Like, would you just be like, shut her down or you just be like being on the TV? You know what I mean? Like, like what, what would happen? Yeah, we were both pretty busy. You know, she was a nurse. I was a truck driver. Everybody hates the industry that I'm in once they get in a relationship with me because it's long days and, you know, you never know when you're going to get home. And that upsets every woman I've ever been with. But as far as communication, you know, we'd both be tired and there'd be a dozen things to do just like happens in life. And I always get, you know, busy doing all the things and not I, and at the time, you know, I didn't know I needed to stop the, the things and listen and communicate and put that first before all the things that have to be done. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it sounds like what would happen. And this is again, this is not just you. This is probably every man in the world. Yeah. You know, it's like you're you're doing your thing. You're, you know, putting stuff together. You're getting ready for tomorrow. You're whatever. And then she's like, babe, can I just tell you about this thing? And you're like. Yeah, I'm I'm halfway listening and doing nine things at once. And yeah, you know, yeah, 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 I I understand you, babe, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and how do you think she received that? Well, uh, now that I think about back about it, you know, she did not receive it well. And it led to, you know, what I call outbursts and being upset about things I didn't even know there were, was a need to be upset about, or, you know, consider there was a need to be upset about. Yeah. So you're, you're like, I'm doing my thing. I'm providing for you. I'm going to work. I'm, I'm coming home. I'm, I'm not cheating on you. I'm not being a dick to you. I'm not being an asshole to you. And now all of a sudden there's all these issues, right? Yes. And that usually leads your spouse, your wife or whatever into needing other people to talk to. And then there's where the problem comes in because you're not there emotionally enough and there's always somebody in the background that's got just enough time and attention to fill in that 20% gap. Yeah. I, I like how you're saying that because ultimately, you know, I, I can't remember if I shared this with you on our call, but, but ultimately when I look at affairs like that, it's like, there's, there's two sides to this equation. She has her side. No one put a gunderhead and said, go fucking do whatever you're doing. But at the same time, it's like, we can look at what is the environment we created. And that's really what you're doing is you're just taking ownership. Like, Hey, I created that environment. She did with it what she wanted to do, and it was fucking wrong, but I created the environment. That's huge. Yes. Well, as a man, I just realized this in the last few months since I've been in the program, it was my job to fill in that 20% and not leave any grass growing or any gaps for anybody else to fill. And that's exactly what happened in my last relationship. You know, it was a three-year, we weren't married, but we were on our way to being married. And, you know, she just wasn't getting the correct communication, the correct amount of communication and the empathy that I needed. You know, like I said, I left a little gap there and there was somebody to fill it again, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, why do you think men do that? Like, why, like, why do we not pay attention? Is it because we're not taught that or like, is there something else? Well, I talked to you about this on our first call and we're not taught that. And it's, you know, like 5% of men somehow or another know this, or they've taken these kinds of courses or, you know, but that's exactly what happened to me. There was a guy that knew all this and I didn't know any of it until it was too late. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like you're saying, so, I mean, like, 
if if those of you or her in a situation where maybe there is no affair, uh, you know, and, and you don't suspect anything like that, and you're not giving her emotional attention, you're basically leaving the doors open. You're leaving the the back door open, so so to speak, of your house. Yes. Right? Um, and that's a that's the thing I got to emphasize for those of you listening to this is that if you're not emotionally aware of what is happening in your home, in your house, in your heart, and in her heart, you definitely are leaving yourself open. And like you said, there's always that person who is willing to fill that gap because you're not. And there's guys that literally prey on this shit. It's not to blame them. And it's not to like, oh, they're the worst people in the world, but, but through their own dysfunction. I mean, think about that, right? Their own dysfunction and their own heart um, of, of being unhealed they feel like they've got to now prey on women who don't have that gap filled. There was a man that was willing to wait seven years in the background, in the wings for just somebody like me to come through my ex's life and just mess up just enough. And that's what I did. Yep. So let's talk about this. So you've now been in the program for a little while in the thrive program. Um, What's been some of the biggest highlights or takeaways from you is especially when it talks, when it talks about communicating. Well, there was a, there were a lot of painful truths that came out. Uh, there was a lot of difficult homework, difficult things I had to listen to. I had to admit to, you know, learn that I was, were learned that I was doing wrong and admit to and accept. And, you know, some of the homework is very uh, integral in bringing things out that I needed to know. And everybody needs to know, you know, and, yeah. uh, those are some of the hard parts and those were the best parts. So can you walk me through something that like maybe is practical, you know, that you've implemented since, you know, since you've been working with us that, you know, whether for communication or boundaries that you had to set, like, like, can you give me like an actual situation that you applied it? Uh, I've used this every day. Now I, I use everything I've learned every single day with my employer. I used to do way too much at work. I was mm-hmm. always the guy they came to and said, we, you got to do this. And now I tell them, no, I don't have to do this. And I'm not going to do this if it's not safe. And if I don't, you know, if it's not going to do anything for me and the company, then I'm not going to do it. I'm not just doing it for them anymore. And I I use it in all the, I use it with my my mother. You know, I have apparently mother issues, you know, and, uh, you know, I use it in every aspect of my life now, every single day. That's so crazy because. You know, it's funny. A lot of times guys come to us for the sheer reason of their marriage. Right. And they're just like trying to figure out what do I do? How do I save it? Your situation, you were like, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm not married to this girl. Things are ending with us. I'm, I'm kind of moving forward. And so we knew we had to focus on different things, communication, dating, et cetera, whatever. But it's like what happens is, is you start learning the stuff that we do and you start to recognize, man, this shit impacts my entire life. Everything I've been lacking in all my life has affected my whole life all my relationships, all the, all the work I've ever done with, you know, not really with friends, but there were some friends that I should have set boundaries with. And yeah. Yeah. What, um, what, what's it been like having, you know, this group of guys around you too? I mean, I'm sure this is a little different from where you came from. Well, that's another thing I learned is you can have all the friends you've ever had all your life, but you need the right friends to point out your lack, what you lack in. And the friends I had didn't know what to tell me when I was going to them with these problems that I was having this with this last relationship. 
because we're all just good old boys. You know, we all do the same thing and we all have the same problems. And sometimes theirs are not as bad as mine were, but I needed a new group of friends to add to my old ones. Yeah. Ones like you guys that would knew what I was going through, could understand what I was going through and would call me out for my weaknesses and my lacking and have pointers, you know, like the guys that have already been through the program for a little bit longer than me. You know, you guys, I was, I was implementing these things on my own, you know, four months ago, mm -hmm. six months ago, but I didn't know exactly what I was doing wrong at the time. So I was slowly implementing these things and kind of half-heartedly because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. But if I would have had this program six months ago, I believe I could have saved that last relationship and I would have, you know, learned insight into, you know, like I said, my, my line of work, it, it has helped, you know, I could have done a lot better things six months ago in every single aspect of my life. If I had just had some of the things I've, you know, some of the tools I've learned through you guys. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things we talk about too, is because, you know, like we all, we all have our buddy group. We all have our drinking buddies. We all have our friends we work with, whatever. And those yeah. are good guys, you know, especially if they're loyal to you and you know, they're, they're not going to gossip and shit behind your back, talk shit behind you and, and be there for you. That's good. You want that. But at the same time, you also got to have people that can call you to the next level. So let me ask you this. This, this is always an interesting question is like, what is it about you specifically that said, I'm going to be this type of guy and not just be like everyone else? Because honestly, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I grew up, I lived in Atlanta for a long time. I've, I've spent a lot of time in Tennessee and Kentucky. Not a lot of good old boys want to do this kind of work, right? Not a lot of guys that are truck drivers and, and work with their hands and like, like real dudes, you know, that I think of like masculine dudes do this type of soft kind of work. Like what about you led you to this point? I mean, you're, you're clearly a masculine guy, you know, like most guys look at you, man, he's tough. You know, he's this, what about you is different that made you want to do this? Well, I have kind of learned that there's not a lot of men that know how to implement the tools that I have learned through you guys. And they just don't know. And they just get through life and they have all the fights and all the, you know, they don't talk to their wife for a week and they don't even sleep in the same bed. And, but what I have learned is, when I get when when I'm after all the improvements are made and my evolution is complete, I'm going to be in the top three percent of men in this world, mm. knowing what I know now. I have sought out other coaching, you know, specific coaching. You guys have done like an eighty percent improvement on me as far as this kind of communication. Yeah, That's so far, and I'm not done. You know, I'm not yeah. done yet. Yeah, you're like halfway through with that. Yeah, I love it. Um. So let me ask you this is kind of as we wrap up here towards the end, like what would you say to guys that are kind of like you, you know, it's like hardworking, you know, you, you provide for your wife. You, did, you didn't cheat on it. You know, like you're just a regular dude and now you're slapped in the face with maybe a divorce, maybe a separation, you know, whatever, or maybe she's cheating, whatever. Like, what would you say to that guy in terms of what he needs to do right now? Uh, what would I say to him? I would say, I would, I have a friend I'm pointing these things out to as we speak every day, we talk about what's going on with me. And he's like, I kind of go through something. I'm like, look, dude, I can tell what's going on with you and your wife. And I'm not trying to butt into anything, but I know how to help you. And I know the guys you need to talk to, to get the help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And is there a specific thing that mentally they need to just do to get over it? Because like, it's hard when you've only known a certain way, 
again, like, again, I've worked around a lot of guys like you. It's like you work with your hands, you, you know, whatever. It's like it's almost hard to go and they're hard headed. Like, how do they exactly. that? You know what I mean? I know exactly what to tell these men. Okay. Lose the ego and lose your pride. Put it away. Put it in the back of your head. Put it in your pocket. Mm. You, it's doing nothing but hurting you. Your pride and ego is hurting you. That's what is causing some of your problems. I like it. Well, man, I appreciate you showing up and um, and sharing with us. Is there anything else you would like to say before we uh, call it a day? Uh, these are a good bunch of guys. They know exactly what needs to be done. And these kind of situations, uh, they're not going to be soft on you. They're going to jump in your tail. I have had several guys jump in my tail and straighten me up on a few specific things. And I appreciate it very much. Yeah. I think that's the thing, right? As, as men, you know, I, sometimes we need a place to cry and I get that. And like, you know, we're, we, we need a soft landing place, but at the same time, we also need people who are going to challenge our beliefs and challenge who we are in here, because that's the only way we grow. So if you're in your situation and you're just like all in a mess emotionally, it's hard to help a guy like that. But when you finally get to a place where you're like, all right, I need to work on me. We believe this is the place because that's exactly what we're going to do at Empowered Man is we're not going to pull punches. <laughs> I talked to a guy yesterday and I was like, bro, let me just be honest with you. Your wife is fucking cheating on you. She is fucking somebody else. And you have a chance to do something about it. Not stop her from doing that. It's about where you're going to be the rest of your life. You can either continue to be miserable and go off the edge and your kids never see you again and you become miserable or you can fucking have a new life. And it was the same with you. You know, you were just like, look, I'm done with this, but I know that if I'm going to continue having relationships, I got to be a better communicator. I've got to heal from the shit I've just been through and I got to be able to move forward. I would like to add one thing. I, yeah. I, I didn't know that I wasn't communicating correctly. I didn't know that I wasn't leading correctly and I didn't know I wasn't being empathetic. I really did not. But now I realize I was not, I fell way short and it was my fault. Yeah. Love it. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you for sharing with these guys. Hope you guys uh, got something out of this. Look, if you're in a place where you're like, man, I want to be like William, I'm ready to put the pride and the ego away. I want to challenge you to jump on a call with one of our advisors here at Empowered Man. Go to empoweredman.co slash book, empoweredman.co slash book. And one of our advisors will take you through what we do and how we help men get the results we get them. And if that's for you, awesome. We'll invite you in. We'll make an invitation to Thrive Brotherhood. And if not, it's not for you. And that's okay. We don't take every guy. So thank you guys for listening. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.